everyone. How's it going? It's Jamie NMR at the Get More at Bats podcast. We hope you're having a great day. We've got another fantastic episode for you today. Today, our entire focus is going to be on the wicked topic, the evil topic of single-threadedness, which is, of course, a fancy way of saying you don't know enough people in the account you're going after. So we're going to set this up for you. Jamie is going to mention a data point that's going to kick off our discussion and provide an anchor for it. And I'll let Jamie do that. And then I'm going to provide another data point. And then we're going to get into all of the pitfalls of being single-threaded. So Jamie, over to you. Okay, I wrote a newsletter based on an article I saw on LinkedIn. Um, this is a study done by Cleary. Now, uh, just so everybody who is not familiar with Clary uh, tied to their CRM, this is a revenue operations tool that typically ties to a CRM, tracks every opportunity or every deal flow that a company has. And using artificial intelligence, it starts to get smarter and smarter at predicting. Like as an example, at Pipeline Signals, we have a 38-day average close one deal cycle. So as a deal approaches day 75 or 90, it would start warning a sales manager, by the way, like that the, this in-commit deal, this isn't happening. And so the purpose is it prevents sales leaders from having happy ears. It prevents sales reps from having happy mouths and predicting things that don't actually come to fruition. So they're tied to hundreds and hundreds of customers' CRMs. Thus, they have access to millions of data records. Yeah. Here's what they found. And I and there were four major data points, but there were two that really mattered to us, so I highlighted them. Finding number one, 87% of all the opportunities that sellers placed in commit, which if you think of think of proposal and in contract, you know, hey, I'm going to close this in the next 30 to 60 days. Of all those opportunities, so 87% of them had only one contact tied to that opportunity. So of that 87%, 51%, so sorry, they had one or less contact. So 51% of that 87 uh, of the total had one contact. There were 36%. So you would go to the opportunity record that had nothing. So imagine like when you go to close one and it transfers over to the CSM, there's like no data there for them. So the and what they found is the bigger that the CRM became, the like think of greater than uh, ten thousand or a hundred thousand records, the more that this really got off the rails. Basically, the size of the database is correlated to future enterprise value of a company. If you think about during mergers and acquisitions transactions, your CRM becomes one of the most important parts of due diligence. And every one of these companies' CRMs would have failed miserably during due diligence. Number two data point. Finding number two, 73% of all opportunities that were said to have closed in, they have a date to close in the next 60 days. So we're recording this in July. Forecast to close in 60 days. Yeah. So we're recording this in July of 2023. I would have something date stamped closed by September. So 73% of those have zero email communications in the last 30 days. So let's put this into perspective. It's June 20th, 2023. And that means since the middle of, 
Christmas or it's middle of July right now. It's since the middle of June. I haven't even touched this account. I haven't emailed them. I have no next steps. How could I honestly say that this account hasn't gone off the rails? The buying committee hasn't changed. There hasn't been job changes. There hasn't been layoffs. There hasn't been merger and acquisition activity at that company. So the whole strategy is hope and prayer. So with that, so and I just wrote this, that means that in a deal that you said you're going to close by September, there's no work back schedule with the customer. Like there's no accountability. You're going to do this this week. I'm going to do this this week. There's no accountability check-ins. That means that there's not a weekly meeting driving towards those milestones. Uh, back to our CRM you know, decay rate. There's not a really a TAMBAP or buying committee that's been presented. There's no pipeline coverage nurturing campaigns. That means like every week they're not getting a newsletter or a best practice from you. So with that, that's also why SQLs to close ratios have dropped from well above 20 some percent to now the average based on uh, winning by design is now 17%. So one in seven deals are now closing. So with that, Amar, I'm going to pass it back to you. That's, those are the findings of all being single-threaded. Yeah. I'll talk about one other data point very quickly, and then we'll jump into the pitfalls of all of this, of course. So LinkedIn had a um, had a research piece that they dropped about, I, I think it's about two years old now, maybe slightly older, where they basically said 91% of accounts followed by salespeople they only had one person. It was like 1.2 people being tracked in the account. That's it. So if you think about that data point from LinkedIn, and then you fast forward about two and a half years, and we just heard the data that Jamie discussed from Clary, you can begin to see that there is a huge problem in salespeople who are not able to find enough contacts and accounts. So What's the first big problem with this? Well, if you're a sales leader, you will probably appreciate this. The average, the average tenure of a white collar worker is about 30 to 36 months right yeah. now, right? So what this means is that about 3% of your CRM database is churning every single month. Now, just think about this. If there are accounts you're targeting, especially, and you've moved them in the forecasting stage, but Get forecasting for a moment. Let's just look at the actual thrill of prospecting. What happens when your salespeople are saying, I know one person in the account? You're missing everybody else in the process, and you're not even aware of all of the conversations that are happening. So, Jamie, this becomes a major, major flaw in prospecting today. Of course, BDRs are very, uh, BDRs are designed to be just, you know, booking meetings. But if you think about account-based sellers, this is a major problem in who they target, how they target, and how often they target. What yeah. And I'll tell you something that we did to tackle and combat this. So uh, if you look at pipeline signals, we are typically approached by a sales leader, like head of sales, head of sales enablement. Every once in a while, it'll be head of marketing or revenue operations. And it's amazing how little, and maybe every other department in the world, maybe engineering and, and compliance and you know, supply chain are all like this, but I can't believe team revenue, so to speak, how discombobulated and disjointed they are. 
they don't talk to each other. Like if you ask the average sales enablement person what's going on in RevOps, they have no idea. Ask the average person in RevOps what's going on in marketing, they have no idea. So what I typically find is there's a champion that comes to the first call. That first call will have one to two people. It will have like that leader and their subordinates as part of that call. Like head of enablement brings their enablement people. And a couple of things that I do in discovery, uh, but, but we'll kind of bring this back to prospecting. Number one, I force, and I've become much more religious about this, and I really caught myself doing a great job of it this week. I make sure that at the end of every call that they have to book a meeting within a meeting. That qualifies their ability to get things done. But there's a second part to that. They need to tell me who else in the buying committee they estimate would need to be all part of this to actually move this ball forward. If they can't actually determine who those people are, nor so they don't know them or unwilling to acquire them, just take the deal, scrap it, it's done. You have no ability to assemble the Transformers or assemble like the Power Rangers to make or Power, whatever, what were they called? Power Rangers? It all assemble. So I, I call it Voltron. Yeah. Voltron. Yeah. So they can't do it. Now, so one thing that we do at Pipeline Signals is. I, as uh, an account executive, I'm founder-led sales right now, I get really busy, but I know that there is a buying committee behind me. So our BDR and SDR, actually, every time we are working an account, we fill in the buying committee. We actually upload it into the CRM. So they go through LinkedIn, they go through Apollo or Lucia or what have you, and they think of all the main contacts, their emails. Uh, we don't do a lot of phone-based prospecting, so it's emails, LinkedIn profiles, fill in the buying committee. Then we add them to a pipeline coverage nurturing campaign. Every single week, and we've been doing this now for about a year and a half, every single week we are sharing a new insight, not only to Jeff, the person that I spoke to. This was the mistake when we first started the company is we would just nurture that one person. Only down the champion. Yeah, the champion could do, they were like, oh, this is great information. They still haven't done anything about it. Now, all of a sudden, there's five to 10 people every single week that are getting emails and LinkedIn messages that are telling stories. I can't, I haven't actually gone back. This could be an assignment for us. Go back and take every SQL that has reverbed back. You know, we kind of put it in the closed loss, no decision, closed loss, nurture, that this come back, and I had a call this morning with a prospect. It came back seven months later. The person I met with is the head of BDRs uh, and business development out of APEC, and I met the Americas team. Was never on the original calls. I did not know was part. Yeah, I didn't. So the whole purpose of why I'm telling you the story, everyone, is as a collective team. I would say more than 50% of every opportunity that we sell into that the buying committee introduces somebody that you were not meeting. Like you didn't meet on the initial discovery call. They didn't tell you was going to be part of the buying committee. They just arrived as part of the buying committee. And so if you are not building out your CRM, 
that total adjustable market of every account and all the key contacts in it. And then pipeline coverage nurturing. The story of telephone is what's happening inside these businesses. So I was supposed to tell Amar, Amar, right, right, right person. Yeah. And like the actual champion, like how many times do you show up on a call and uh, the champion's like, hey, you know, I've been talking internally about this thing called pipeline signals. Person four on the call who's in the buying committee is like, yeah, I don't know what's going on or why I'm on this call. Can you bring me up to speed? And you go like, spinning plate theory, not all the plates are spinning. They don't know about us. So yeah. um, I want to I want to say one thing, and then we can kind of cap off this episode, Jamie. So we've talked, of course, about the front end of the funnel, but my goodness, this entire scenario is probably in today's buying environment way more relevant for CSMs. Well, and it happens in the exact same environment. Exact same Think about the recessionary environment or purported recessionary environment that we're in. Think about um, CSMs really having more pressure put on them to retain customers and reduce churn at all costs. And if you think about the job of a CSM, they're typically only talking to one, maybe two key people in the account. So even the CSMs need to know the entire buying committee. So as we wrap up, team, the key takeaway from this episode is the following. We want you to go into your CRM. Do a quick audit of the top 25 opportunities. Don't don't go look at the whole CRM. Just look at your top 25 opportunities. Like look at uncommit to SQL and do an audit. Exactly. Yeah. Do a, do an audit across the entire sales cycle. Uh, across different stages, but just do a total of 25 and you'll probably see that what we're saying is accurate, which is that you have only one maximum two contacts listed in the account. Think about the lost opportunity for expansion. Think about how in danger the deal may be, and then really begin to validate how truthful and accurate that deal potential actually is. Hey, if you need help around building buying committees on an automated basis, if you need help on how to prospect these accounts with not just good old-fashioned data, but knowing what to do, like actual best practices, Jamie and I want to be a resource for you. This is not a ask to pitch you. This is an ask to let us help you sincerely. Jamie and I have been doing this for a decade. We're sitting on a mountain of wealth and knowledge. We can start passing nuggets to you so you can make meaningful impacts to pipeline like today. This is Jamie and Amar signing out from Get More at Bats. Remember, like, follow, share, subscribe, and we look forward to seeing all of you very soon. Take care.